guys, it's Eva, and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. So yes, we are back. We took a little short one-week break just to give myself time to catch up on everything specifically the movie we're going to talk about um because I am a week behind but also that means you guys are going to get two episodes this week you're getting the Batman and then you're also going to get the last kingdom which I am so excited to talk about because the last season just dropped so look out for that also we have upload coming um next week so a lot of good things to look out for and there are still some things that are um, wrapping up that are week to week that we will be discussing as well so let's talk about the Batman <laughs> I have to give my warnings especially for like anything comic book related because you know we need to set expectations so it is just me this is a solo hosted show I could repeat myself I can go all over the place like just just you know get ready for anything because who knows what's going to happen um also i'm not a comic book expert i do not read the actual comics i just love watching the movies and the tv shows i am a marvel fan but i also like dc although my comments can seem biased towards marvel i do actually really love dc so i also just want to put that out there because i feel like sometimes i do um it could seem like my comments are biased, but they're not. I just want DC to give me like the content, or at least on the movie side, because I think they do a good job or, or a great job on the TV side if they like keep it to about three to four seasons. <laughs> but it's the movies recently that I have had, I think, the most um, complaints about. So with all that out of the way, let's get into the Batman. So <laughs> saw the Batman. The Batman... Um, is essentially, so we've been getting, like DC was like, oh, we're building it, we're building out our DCU. And they like, were like, we're gonna do this multi-year plan. Like everything was just super, um, what's the word? Fast-tracked. <laughs> and it just seemed like they were trying to do a lot in a short amount of time to kind of catch up, at least on the movie side, to Marvel. And in doing that, a lot of the stuff that we got, it just, didn't seem one if you looked at it holistically of like trying to put everything together it just seemed rush uh and it didn't seem like well not i don't want to say well thought out but it just seemed like okay we got to get this out this is what we need to do and every i won't say every movie that's been released so far is bad i do have opinions and thoughts out there um, that I have previously discussed, if you want to go back and listen to what I've had to say. But, like, as the movies come, it seems to get better. We've had some cases of it getting worse. Wonder Woman, I am looking at you. But, <laughs> but essentially, like, there's just, there's been some good DC movies. Or I would say, like, decent DC movies. And then there's been some really bad ones. And I've talked about them all. And so, uh, apparently, because, you know, Ben Affleck was our Batman and then came out recently that he was pretty much miserable playing Batman. <laughs> and he's pretty much done. So 
Honestly, I hadn't been following following along to see like what exactly was going on with the DCEU. Like, are we just restarting everything? Are we just saying scratch the whole, trying to tie everything together? And we're just going to focus on the ones that make sense. But then we have The Flash that's coming out um, at some point because that's had a lot of issues. All their movies have had, like, of course, movies will have like reshoots and things like that. But like, there's just been a lot of like behind the scene, like issues and drama, whether it's like actor related or director related it's just always something happening on in the back end so we have that and then we also have um aquaman the second one that's supposed to be coming out as well so it's just kind of like what is happening then we have like that weird joker movie which was kind of like not really part of um it was joaquin phoenix wasn't really part of the dcu or at least like what the rollout plan was for this holistic storytelling, but then it kind of was like, it was just there and very dark. I had, I didn't talk about that movie, so you can't go and, and look to see what I had to say. It was like, I mean, all the DC movies are dark, but it was just like, hmm, this one doesn't fit with everything else. And then we get the Batman. So Ben Affleck apparently was like, I'm done with this. So we get Robert Patterson, why do I feel like I just made, messed up his last name, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> we get him um, cast as the Batman. And then it's kind of like, okay, so is this just still a, a standalone thing? And I was like, we'll give it, I mean, we'll give it a try. I told you guys I was a late, I was a week late coming into this, um, mainly because the weekend that it dropped, I just could not get to the theater and for a multitude of reasons but i also didn't even check to see how long this movie was until i actually went to go see it and i was like oh my gosh so <laughs> i want to make sure i give you guys so this is directed by matt reeves um stars robert pattison zoe kravitz jeffrey wright colin farrell why does that not seem right i don't remember him but I guess Paul Dano, uh, Andy Serkis, Peter Sarsgaard. It's a lot of people in here. Actually, I'm looking at IMDb and they just have people credit it who like you guys would know. But then they're like unseen. <laughs> it's like, OK, so then like don't put them at the top, like put them more towards the bottom. But anyway, those are those are like the main main people. Um, who you would care, care about. And of course, we have to talk about the numbers. So Rotten Tomatoes, we have an 85% critic score, 88% audience score, which, you know, is pretty much neck and neck. Um, it's not drastic either way. And I can see why it would be in, around the same and why everyone feels the same. Um, as far as cinema score, A-, minus. that makes sense just even compared to the things that I heard from people who watched it. Um, I've heard very mixed reviews. Some people like, like the movie. Some people hate the movie. It's just a really mixed bag, which tends to be the case for um, a lot of these DC movies, if I'm being, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, as far as money, so domestically opening weekend made $134 um, million to date. Domestically, it's made $245 million, and then total, including international, so this will be worldwide, it has made $472 million. So, let's talk about the movie. 
the movie length and then my experience in the theater. And then I do have a few bullet points because as soon as the credits were rolling, I just started jotting stuff down um, in my notes. So movie was just under three hours. When I looked up runtime, because I hadn't really um, looked it up before, and I saw that the runtime was, it, I think it said like two hours and 56 minutes or something like that. I was like, oh my gosh. And you guys know, I'm a matinee girl. I love to go to the matinee. I like to see the movie early because there's usually um, less amount of people in the theater. Um, and if it is a longer movie, at least I still have like a good chunk of the day left. I, I had already <laughs> bought the tickets for a 6 p.m. Friday show. Um, this is a week later, so this wasn't opening weekend. Uh, and after buying the tickets, I went with my sister. Um, after buying the tickets, I looked up the runtime. I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is three hours long. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm going to make it through it. And this movie felt every bit of the three hours that it was. But we're going to get to that. So movie experience. Again, this was a week later. I saw it in IMAX because you guys know I like to see um, things in IMAX, especially action movie, but we're also going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, can you guys tell I have a lot to say, but we're going to try to make it succinct and to the point. So uh, the theater was still pretty packed. I mean, it was a Friday evening um, and things are like all the restrictions around um, COVID and everything is relaxing. And so I feel like more, I've been, you guys know I've been going to the movies pretty much since the movies opened back, opened back up. But I feel like, a, and there are cases depending, like Spider-Man was a shit ton of people in there and that was opening weekend. But like for a non-opening weekend, it still was a good chunk of people in there. And I've been to movies on like the second weekend and the theaters aren't as full. So there was that. And then at the end, so I, you guys know, I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie and every DC movie. Marvel movies is guaranteed they're going to clap at the end of it because they're prepared to clap. DC movies, I don't think I've ever been in a theater where they clapped. I've seen online where people are like, oh, I was in a theater and they clapped. Or like a or gave applause at the end. I've never been in one of those. This was the first time that I was in a movie, and there was clapping. But mind you, the clapping even felt like mixed emotions. Where it's like, do we clap? I don't know if we clap. Was that good enough to clap? It was kind of like a hesitate, like, oh, clap, 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 clap. It was like one of those types of claps. So even the clapping was confused about what to do <laughs> and think about this movie. <laughs> So, yeah, um, there was that. So that was my theater experience. Like, for the most part, like, people were, were watching. My sister fell asleep. <laughs> I have talked to people who have said that they fell asleep watching this because it's just too, this movie's too long for no reason. So let's talk about it. This movie's almost three hours. The pacing is so slow. Everything just feels exaggeratingly slow for no reason. Robert Patterson's talking is slow. His walk is slow. Like the heavy, like the heavy doom, doom, doom. I'm doing sound effects for you guys, doom. So hopefully you can hear it. <laughs> but even that walking was like so heavy, but so slow. And like, you can hear him coming off screen and people are like, 
the people you could see on screen are like, oh my gosh, he's coming. I'm scared. Uh, and then he would show up and it was just like, he was wearing these heavy, chunky, way down um, shoes as part of his, his, his costume, like the Batman suit even felt super heavy. And I've seen a lot of versions of the Batman suit and I've never seen one that just felt as heavy and like ugh, restricting in a way um, as this one. So it was that. Uh, Oh, I have a note, another theater note. I wrote mixed reactions coming out of the theater because because I went with my sister. <laughs> she was taking her sweet time, like doing things for in order for us to leave. So I literally was just standing there and I could hear people like talking about the movie as they're coming out. And there was a lot of mixed reactions coming out of the theater where some people were like, oh, that was good. And some people were like, ah, oh, that was not that great. So yeah, there was that. But um, the overall story it's kind of like two stories in one, which I think this could have easily been split into two movies. It was kind of like, it wasn't really an or origin story for Batman or for um, uh, Selena Kyle, who Zoe Kravitz plays, um, who's Catwoman. It wasn't really an origin story. At first, in the beginning, I thought they that they were like going to give us like a synopsis of how he became the Batman. And I'm like, please don't. We all know how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. We don't need to retell none of it. We also don't need to see his parents get shot again because we always see that. Like, we don't need to see it at all. Um, but we have Robert Pattinson, like, doing the voiceover in the beginning, like, summarizing everything. And we hear his thoughts. And then we hear it throughout the movie, which is just really, really slow and depressing. His talking is slow and depressing. So we have the two stories. We have... The one story where they're trying to figure out um, who is the Riddler, which the Riddler is an interesting character. I also heard a lot of mixed reactions, like in the mixed reactions that I heard of people coming out of the theater. A lot of it was geared towards the Riddler, which I don't think is surprising, but it's kind of surprising. But I also kind of had the same thoughts because, I don't know, when I think about the Riddler, at least the way that he's been portrayed on TV, I don't really get the Riddler that we got in this one. And I think that's the one thing I can say about this movie is like, a lot of these characters, we're, we're familiar with them. And one of the things I said before with like DC movies are always dark. And this one is still dark, like there's no changing that. But I feel like even the characters feel even more weighed down than they, they would normally feel. And you guys know, I don't have a problem with a, with a dark movie or like slow pacing or anything like that. But it's just like, this just, you felt the weight of it watching the entire time. And it just, at least for me, there was no like let up. And I think had there been, I know I'm jumping all, all around because I'm supposed to tell you guys what the two stories are. So the one story was um, the Riddler and everything that happened with him. And then the other story was also the um, Falcone story. It was like, who is the rat? Like trying to figure out all that. So those it was two stories in one, which by when you get to the end of the movie, like everything ties in together. It was just a lot to have to like get through in such a slow feeling pace um, that the, you could feel and see the very two distinct stories and you could see how they could have potentially split it and gave us like two movies or like 
reduced one of the storylines so that it wasn't like as prominent um, in the movie. But the one thing that I was saying before I even got into that was that let's talk about <laughs> this is what when when I jump out around this is what happens. So we're gonna we're gonna take a step back and we're gonna talk about Bruce a little bit more because the Bruce that we are used to seeing, um, he's always kind of not really flashy, but like he's sure of himself. He's like a ladies man in a way. Um, he's very visible in the city or in Gotham and like is active in everything that's going on with Wayne Enterprises. But in this version of the Batman, he is very like reclusive. Um, he's a loner. He's not really as visible. And then when he does make a public appearance, like people, there's like this awe around it because people are like not used to seeing him. He's not really a ladies man. He looks, <laughs> the one thing that, <laughs> that I was saying and also I've heard people say is like, it was giving like very emo, like emo, emo um, Batman, like hardcore. And even like the suiting, like the, when he showed up at, um, the funeral in that suit. I was like, the suit doesn't, the suit looks ill-fitting. Like his hair is just like, looks like a greasy mess. I feel like the hair, the um, dye color that they gave his hair was way too dark um, for him. Like they could have like lightened it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm very particular with like <laughs> what guy's hair looks like, especially guys, because if the color is wrong, like that just changes everything. It is even more noticeable on guys to me than it is on um, women. So if like the hair was way too dark, they could have like lightened it up a little bit um, with like lighter blonde or something like, or not lighter blonde, lighter brown or something like that, just to like give it some dimension. But he just looked very emo, very depressed, very sad, like just, just everything from head to toe. So when we saw him outside that Batman costume, I was just like, oh my gosh, I literally cannot. But the one thing that, I, okay, because now it's coming back to me, is the action. I think the one thing that could have potentially broken this up so that it didn't feel so heavy and so um, weighed down was if there was more action for this to be a Batman movie. And I was sitting there, I was like, the entire time I was like, something is missing. I don't know what it is, but something is missing. And by the time we got to the end of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I know what it is. There was not that many action scenes. And even the action scenes that we saw were super like slow and weighed down. Like everything was slow, weighed down. And so it was kind of like, you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, okay, this is the fight scene. But like, this is not what the fight scene like I was expecting. So I don't know. It didn't have to be like this, these huge fight scenes where like things are getting blown up and there's fire and explosions and all that. But like some good, hard hitting action, I think, evenly placed throughout the movie could have even helped with like breaking this up, at least for me. And again, this is why I love talking about TV shows and movies because it's all are um, your own individual opinion and everyone's opinion is valid. We're not gonna all like the same things. We're not all gonna dislike the same thing. So while I'm sitting here and talking about the things that I don't like about the Batman, you could be sitting there right now screaming at me like, you're wrong, I don't agree. What are you talking about? Like calling me all types of names, <laughs> which is funny, but it's also like, 
this is just my opinion. So let's see what else do I have in my notes that I want to talk about. I think they also like try to hit on some, a lot of things that are going on in the world today. Um, very heavy on the domestic terrorism and how that kind of like pops up and creeps up um, in ways to the point where it's like almost potentially too late because there are the domestic terrorists are at the point of action, which you saw towards the end when they finally realize what the Riddler was trying to do and realize and was able to um, get into the site to see the video that he had posted and come to find out he has been literally on the site posting messages essentially building an army to go and take the whole the whole city out which is like insanity so there was that the music also didn't really help um these are my also in my notes um the music also didn't help because it also made it feel very um slow and way down and sad um Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say for like thinking about the future of like what would the next Batman look like, um, I think this definitely is a setup for a penguin to make an appearance. I actually was supposed to look this up, but there was someone, was it Oz, who was in the cell with the Riddler at the end? But by that time, I was just like, I don't, I don't even know what's happening <laughs> anymore. And I think I was like, oh, is this, you guys are probably going to like trash me. But, um, I was like, oh, is this Scarecrow? But then I was like, no, that's not Scarecrow. Scarecrow. That's not Scarecrow. But essentially we had that scene at the end where that could potentially be a, um, like a setup for a future movie. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in my notes that I want to talk about. We talked about the pacing. Oh, I guess I can talk about that, the acting. I actually really didn't have an issue with the acting overall. Um, I think it was interesting to see Zoe Kravitz in this role as Selena Kyle. I thought she did, um, a good job of like being this kind of because you think of Catwoman she's like I don't want to say seductive because I feel like she's not supposed to be but like this what's the word stealthy I'm trying to think of a, a word for um like light on her feet quick but also like precise <laughs> those are a lot of words <laughs> but um yeah that's, yeah, I didn't have a problem with her acting at all or any of the acting in general across the board. I think the one that really was just like, <sighs> a lot to wade through was um, Batman because he is the person we're following around for the entire time and everything about him is so slow, um, like notice, like noticeably slow. And that was one of the things my sister also kept saying while we were watching, she's like, why is he walking so slow? Why is he moving so slow? Why is he talking so slow? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, okay. So this makes sense. Barry, um, oh, I always, I'm like, I'm going to mess his name up. Barry Keoghan. Uh, I was like, they have him credited here, but we didn't see him. 
but they're calling him the unseen Arkham prisoner. And that is who Riddler is talking to, but they're saying that he will be this universe's version of the Joker, which that'll be interesting to see. Cause we did hear the Joker, the Joker's laugh at the end. Um, but that'll be interesting him as Joker. That's actually very interesting. Um, yeah, now I'm like, oh my gosh, what's that going to look like him as a Joker? I'm very intrigued. <laughs> you guys just literally got a real life uh, view into like my mind literally being blown. Um, oh, I'm actually reading this article where they interviewed Reeves and they're talking about kind of like where we go from here in this universe of the Batman and all of the Batman characters we're familiar with. So he is saying, mm, so this version of the Joker is born out of the story that he was trying to tell with the Batman. Uh, this movie, the Batman isn't a Batman origin story, which I said, but it is an origin story for every rogues gallery, gallery character that you can't, that you come across. Jeez, tongue tied for sure, <laughs> which makes sense because I was saying like, I, I feel like this is a setup for like the penguin. Like it was just very much highlighting like these characters who, you know, who are like the main, um, antagonists. And the Batman stories, like, it just looked like it was setting, setting it up to be like, let's move on to their story. He's also saying Selena Kyle is not yet the Catwoman, which, I mean, that makes sense because she didn't have, like, the Catwoman um, outfit on or what is it? What are they called? Costumes? Do they, do superheroes call them costumes? I don't know. Whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. And the Penguin's not yet the Kingpin, which is, like, duh, because we still had, um... Falcone or Falcone. I feel like I talked about this because people say it both ways, even in the actual like TV shows and movies. But I think I talked about it when I talked about Gotham, the TV show, in the different ways that people say Falcone. Uh, what else? In other words, he's got a ways to go before he's leaving playing cards at crimes and unleashing poison gas at Gotham, but it's still the Joker we know and love. Oh, and then they're asking, this is a, the rap article, which I just <laughs> randomly stumbled across. Will the Joker be the villain of the Batman sequel? Starting raises tantalizing questions. Um, like were those goons that Batman beat at the beginning of the movie just Halloween ghouls or were they somehow connected to Joker? Was Joker's emergence in Gotham inspired by Batman? What role will the Joker have in the follow-up film, if any, which hasn't been given official green light from Warner Brothers? Yeah, these are just questions uh, that they had that weren't answered. But also, this is a, okay, this was a Q&A. <laughs> We're doing this real time, people. This is staying in. <laughs> Passon said that he would love to see Robin enter the fray and expressed a fondness for a death in the family comic. Yeah. So, so one of the things my sister was like when we saw the kid who um, lost his parents was like, oh, is that supposed to be Robin? I was like, I don't know. But then I also was like, I feel like that kid is just way too young to be Robin or we're not going to get Robin for a little bit. 
Um, but we'll, but I don't think they mentioned anything about that kid or like who Robin can be. And also I feel like I could also be, um, mixing this up with Titans, but I feel like Robin was usually, well, I guess this kid's an orb too, so it doesn't matter. The random poll followed along comes fans with side Robin's face. By having him kill. That'd be one way to really introduce this new Joker by having him kill Robin. Okay. This, they were all over the place with these questions, but. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense, especially reading what Matt Reeves had to say. You kind of connecting it to some of the things that I said as far as like where I think we can go in a potential Batman sequel. That also answers my question. This is in a different universe. <laughs> Then um, the one that we, which is like, duh, it makes sense. Um, but it's like also another question, which is, I feel like the question that people always ask is like, how many times can we reboot some of these characters? Like if it's not working, when do we just say it's not working? <laughs> I don't know. But what would I want out of the sequel? Like, I feel like all that is fine and dandy. But like, I just like, I don't know. I just still don't know. I don't, because I don't want to be like, I don't like this version of the Batman because I think the Batman can be many, or the Batman, I feel like Batman can be many things. I just feel like if we're going to do this version of Batman, then the overall storytelling and pacing needs to have elements throughout to break up that slow, heavy feel to like keep me interested and want to watch. Also, the sequel should not be three hours. Like, there is no way. I'm sorry. We're gonna like come come closer. Make sure you have the volume like all the way up because we're I'm about to I'm about we're about to have a really quick talk, really really quickly. There is no way or no reason why your movie should be three hours if it's not like some epic final movie of some big long thing that we've all just been waiting for, i.e. Um, in game, Marvel's in game. Like, I can see why that would be three hours. Spider Man, No Way Home, I can see why that could be three hours. Like, we've built up in multiple movies to this big moment, and this is the final, like, wrap up of everything. Okay, give me the three hours. But if you're just introducing me <laughs> to these characters in this new universe, keep your three hours, give me like an hour 40 minutes, maybe hour 50 max, but three hours, three hours, insanity. So that's all I have. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. We're just going to drop the mic right there. Uh, if I, oh gosh, I have to give my rating. So my rating honestly is a solid beat. And I thought about this while I was in the theater watching it. And I was like, cause I have to be fair. <laughs> And I have to look at everything holistically. And I do think that this, I don't think I've ever given a DC movie an A, but a B is pretty high for me. I don't give a lot of things A's to be honest. So if I'm giving it a B, that's still pretty high for me. But I do think there are some things that could have been done better um, that could have like tightened up the story and the overall feel. Again, I don't mind a dark movie, but like, there needs to be some elements throughout to like not make the movie feel like a pain to watch. 
<laughs> so solid B for me. I want to know what you guys have thought about the Batman. Do you want a sequel? What do you want to see in the sequel? Let me know all of the things and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlyvision on Instagram and at currentlyvision Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on and I'll talk to you in the next one.